This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, here we go, boys. that sound. This is a good one. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Waterfowl Wednesday here on the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. Today I am solo. We are without Dale. I believe he's on a vacation. So we're going to do what we normally do. We're going to grab the snorkels and we're going to take a little bit of a deep dive. I'm going to dive into a subject that is near and dear to my heart, and also I've been getting a lot of inquiries about it lately, talking to people on the phone about it, and that is goose calling contests. So if you've ever wanted to get involved or get a push in the right direction on how to get going on goose calling contests, hopefully this podcast can give you a nudge or an idea and You know, even if you're not interested in goose calling contests and you just are interested in getting to be a better goose caller, studying something like goose calling contests and making an effort to improve your knowledge about goose calling through goose calling contests is an excellent way to improve your calling, meet people, talk to people, get an idea of where you need to improve, what fundamentals you're lacking, on and on and on and on and on. I've been preaching this since I was a kid, um, that if you want to learn how to become a better caller, there's no faster and more effective uh, method than getting deeply involved in calling contests. And if you want to kill more geese, there is nothing, not even close, nothing more effective than you can do than becoming a proficient and effective goose caller. So with that being said, um, we've already gone over here. I wrote down some bullet points, just some benefits to 
learning about goose calling contests and a great way to meet people. Hell, you can get a job being a goose hunting guide and uh, get invites on hunts. And very briefly, we can go over some of the very fundamental things like what is a goose calling contest if you don't have any idea what a goose calling contest is and where you might find them and how they're structured and organized. Basically, a goose calling contest is going to be at an event. You can find these, um, uh, you can find goose calling contests online nowadays, and there's some in person, and they're basically all going to be structured um, as such as a 90 second routine that you're going to perform for five judges. They're going to ask if you want a warm up. Typically, there's a stage. On the in-person ones, there's a stage, there's five judges that are concealed by a uh, curtain, They're gonna, you're going to meet in a bullpen once you do go through the sign-up process, everybody meets at noon or whatever at the stage, so you're sitting there, you signed up for this contest, you're in the bullpen, which is what we call the gathering area for all the callers, somebody's going to come around with a coffee can, everybody's going to draw numbers, and you are... Sitting back there, say you drew number five, that's your number in round number one. So one, two, three, four people are going to go before you, and then number five, it's your turn. You're going to walk on stage, there's going to be an MC. he's going to ask you if you want a warm-up. You're going to nod your head because you can't talk, because the same thing with the curtain, you're not going to want to reveal who you are on stage. So once you do a warm-up, I think you're allowed like 60 seconds for a warm-up, but nobody usually takes more than 20 you're going to go ahead and do a 90-second routine. Once you are finished with your warm-up, nod your head. You get the 90-second routine, and that's going to be a routine that you mimic calling at geese from a distance, calling them in very close, losing them, calling them back with a comeback call, and then a lay-down call. So the whole thing takes 90 seconds. If you ever just look up on YouTube like, Robbie Iverson goose calling contest, Hunter Grounds goose calling contest, Mike Benjamin goose calling contest, um, and you listen to their 90 second routines, you can get an idea like, yep, they get to do their warm up, all right, and then they start with their routine. When you listen to it, especially if you're not really familiar with what's going on and how a goose calling contest works, and or even if you are, even if you are, you kind of are like, what the f- F was that? Like, it sounded amazing, number one. I can't do any of that stuff, number two. I don't even know how to make heads or tails of it. Yeah, a guy did some hail calls, and then he got really fast, really technical. Um, There was a comeback call. I could kind of tell that portion of it. And then again, just a bunch of, like, crazy awesome goose sounds. So... If you're sitting there going, all right, how am I going to get involved with a goose calling contest? Now that I've seen the greats do it on YouTube, there's absolutely no way I could ever do that, right? Wrong. No, you definitely can do it if you just put your mind to it. I mean, all these guys sucked at one point. Um, One of my first novice goose calling contests that I was in, I was competing with Joe Heinz. And Joe Heinz is a very, very accomplished um, goose caller these days. He's won many big open contests and uh, been a top placer in many. But here we are in a novice contest, you know, 10, 11 years ago. We didn't even know who each other was. 
Everybody starts out in a novice contest. Everybody starts out sucking. In fact, sucking at something is the first step to getting kind of good at it. So if you are in that stage where you are ready to suck at this and make the gradual steps to get better, here's a couple tips on what you can do to figure out how the hell you're going to put this together before you go embarrass yourself on stage. And basically, a goose calling routine, when I'm talking about the hail call, the greeting calls, the uh, lay down calls, the comebacks, you need to break this down. Because unlike competitive duck calling, where competitive duck calling, which is my specialty like on stage, is everybody's given the same song and everybody performs that song on stage and the judges pick the best singer, if that makes sense. Goose calling is a little different because there is no set song routine. You write your own song. Sure, it follows these guidelines but you get to put the notes in as you want to do them. So it's more like writing and performing your own hip hop song that follows a basic structure. So it can be very intimidating to put together, but I've got a good technique for how you can break down a routine and make it much, much less intimidating and much, much, much easier to understand. So this is going to be your first homework assignment if you want to start breaking down what a goose calling routine actually is. You're going to get yourself some notebook paper and a pen and you're going to jump on YouTube. So with the notebook paper, what I do is I write 0 to 9, 10 to 19, 20 to 29, all these on different lines. What they are are seconds. I'm breaking down the routine into 10 second blocks. So seconds zero through nine, colon, and I leave space to write. Seconds 10 through 19, colon, and I leave space to write. Seconds 20 through 29, all the way through second 90. So once you get this, um, you're gonna wanna write down, or uh, write all this out, and then go through some of your favorite goose callers on YouTube, the Joe Heinzes, the Mike Benjamins, the Robbie Iversons, the Trevor Shanahans, all the real Kyle Jones, of course, Hunter Grounds, of course. These are all really, really good guys to listen to. Obviously, you won't be able to do all of the technical notes and the speed and the fantastic flow that all of them have. But by doing this method where you break down a routine into 10-second blocks, Soon as that MC says this is for score and they blow their very first note, start taking notes. Seconds zero through nine. What happens? That's what you're gonna write in your in your column that you have next to those second blocks. And it doesn't have to be note for note. It could just be a description that makes sense to you. So seconds zero through nine are gonna be okay. There's a hail call. Then there's another hail call, a report hail call, a couple of uh, a couple of clucks, like a, maybe a spit. Write down exactly what's happening in those, exactly what's happening as it makes sense to you. All right, and then bang, pause right on that second nine or ten, wherever you broke it down. Okay, and then rewind it. YouTube's great for this because I think the back button goes back ten seconds. Bam, listen to it again. Some of these um. Some of these segments, you got, you're going to have to listen to them a few times. And I want you to have, like, 
five of these sheets ready to go. So you can do this for five or eight people, like get a bunch of people's routines broken down by the 10 second block. And what you're going to find is when you are starting to get through three of them or four of them or five of them or six of them is you're going to start to notice the patterns pretty plain as day. So what at first sounded like just an absolute crazy fast amount of calling that you couldn't make heads or tails of now is starting to really seem organized and put into put into the correct place. For example, like here's what your here's what your um, paper might end up looking like. And this is what it looked like when I did it. Like the first 10 second block, like hail calls, report clucks, starting to gain a little speed. And then you can go to your next 10 second block, like speed gaining, uh, a lot of speed gaining, uh, building up double clucks, triple clucks. The third 10 second block can be like pure noise. And the fourth 10 second block is like noise transitioning into a repetitive transitional sequence. Like la 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 That's what all of these, all these routines do. They go to the bottom. The next 10 second block is like building the energy back up. The next 10 second block is like performing the comeback call. And once you get all of these callers and you can look back through your notes, you go, okay, now this makes a lot more sense. And it gives you something to build your, um, it gives you something to build your routine off. So what am I going to do for my first 10 seconds? All right, I can look at these five other routines that I've wrote down what happens in the first 10 seconds. I can get a pretty good idea. And then where do I go from there? Then where do I go from there? This will just guide you through the entire process. You know, some guys are note for note callers where they have their whole contest routine note for note and they they perform at the exact same every time. But a lot of guys aren't. A lot of guys are section by section. Like they obviously they are not winging their hail calls, but they just kind of have the timing down. Maybe they don't blow the routine exactly identically every single time, but they know how these these timing segments and these sections of the routine go. Okay, so that's how you're going to find out that's how you're going to start to wipe away the mystery, like clear the fog away from that glass on what a goose calling contest routine is. And the next thing you're going to want to do is start putting it together. And then from there, you're going to want to start getting people's opinions on this. And this is another um, this is another thing I tell everybody that's um, wanting to get opinions on their contest routine or advice. Do not do text advice. Don't do text advice ever. Like, hey, can you listen to this contest routine and then text me what you think of it? Like, guaranteed, it's going to be completely worthless. If I texted you what I thought of your routine, I'm telling you my advice would be worthless. Like, text advice is absolutely trash. Like, I could, I might as well just write a, a cookie cutter one and send it to everybody who ever wanted advice on how to do calling contests. It's just going to say something like, you're going to need more power. Um, you got some weird breaths in there. Uh, build your flow a little better. And I thought your comeback calls could use a little bit more energy. You know, send. Don't bother me anymore. If you are texting people, 
or reaching out on Facebook or Instagram and uh, wanting them to go over like, how do I improve my goose calling skills? Say, hey, could you give this a listen? And then maybe we could chat on the phone for five or 10 minutes about it. That's what you want. You want to do a five minute conversation. A 30 second conversation is better than anything anybody texts you ever about how to improve on goose calling. I don't text anybody. If anybody sends me stuff, I say, when can you talk? And then another thing is to maybe don't text somebody your full 90 second routine. When you are practicing and when you're looking for advice on parts of the routine, maybe send them sections, like maybe a 20 second block, like just your hail calls going into your noise. Like, hmm, could you give me a little direction? I, I feel like mm, this could use some work. And then you're not, you're not talking about the entire routine from front to back. Like, what do you think of these hails? Like somebody will call you back and talk to you for two minutes about your hail calls. Like, yeah, here, you need to add a little of this, take a little of that. It makes it a lot easier to get on the phone with people and a lot easier to work on your routine sections, which is something that you're going to want to do anyways. Like you're not going to practice a full 90 second routine every time. Like, boy, I really could use some uh, improvement on that final 10 seconds of my goose calling routine. Well, I better do this first 80 seconds before I get to it, before I can start working on it. Like you're going to want to hyper localize all of your practice stuff and really just practice the sections that you're working on improving and then ask people what you think of it at what they think of it. So another thing that I would really recommend you do if you're just trying to find your sound you know, like when you're watching film, it's obvious that people sound better than you when you're first getting started. How do you get to a point where you're really pushing the power off your call? Like you're really starting to get that tone developed, that power that's in uh, that that you can find. I'd recommend that you use lots of different calls as you're learning. And with when I say lots of them, like use a Nick Johnson Signature Series by Pacific Calls. Use a Mulkier, um X Series or a Triumph. Um, try a, uh, uh, like a Tim Grounds, like a Super Mag or a, um, a G Overhauler. That's a really good one. Get a couple few different calls and then get a pile of reads for all of them. One thing you're going to go through is a, uh, is a bunch of reads. You're going to go through a bunch of reads as you're practicing. You're going to bust them. You're going to have to retune your call anyways. Well, when I was, when I'm really practicing hard for uh, competitive duck calling, I keep my duck call completely broken apart and splayed out on the table, like on my dresser. And that gets you in the habit of putting it back together. And it gets you in the habit of touching your guts, putting them into the call like you want to get as good at tuning your call as you are at blowing your call for a couple different reasons you're gonna keep getting better at tuning your call and as you keep getting better at it that's gonna help you find your tone it's gonna help you find your power and another reason is when you are super good at taking your call apart putting it back together knowing exactly how to put it together to get the right sound it's not intimidating when something bad happens. Like when you 
bubble the read. It's not like, oh shit, it took me so long to get that call to sound right. It's like, no, throw that read away. All right, get me a razor blade. Get me some sandpaper. We're going to shave up a read real quick. I'm going to put a bend on the tip just like I like it. Whatever you do, you're going to be good at it and it's not going to be intimidating. Um, there's guys I've talked to that would break a read every single time they practice because by the time they had gotten to that point, they had that much power. But it wasn't a big deal. They just had a stack of reads. They'd get another one ready to go for the next time they practiced. And um, it was not a big deal to them. But just if you have a call and you're just keeping it the way it is, you're going to improve, but your call's not going to improve with you. It needs to be kind of a your instrument needs to improve with you by you fondling the guts, putting them together a bunch and uh, just working on the tuning of your call. Everything is going to start to build as one. So when somebody's going to ask you, how did you get a call that's tuned that good? Like, I don't know, you know, I just take it apart and I put it back together. It's what it sounds today. Well, it sounds that good today because you've put the time in for weeks and weeks and months and years where you actually know how to push those guts in exactly the right way for you. And another thing too is, uh, another bullet point I wrote down, all the answers to your questions really are on the film. What I mean by that is the film, the, the YouTube film. If you can record yourself and then listen to the what you want it to be and say, why is that guy better than me? It takes a little bit of um, humbling, but you gotta, if you if you wanna get better, you gotta be humbled and say, okay, this guy's hail calls are way better than mine. Why? Oh, they just sound better. Why? Break it down. Another thing <laughs> going goes right along with that, record yourself. Every iPhone has, every iPhone has a, uh, a voice memo feature. Record everything, not everything you're doing. Keep track of what you're doing, though. Like, you can write in hail calls. You can send this stuff to people and then set up times to talk about it later. And also, you can kind of track your progress. Like, um, and then it gives you a little bit of a historical record. Also, it's very difficult to hear exactly what you sound like from behind the barrel. Like, you got to be in front of it. So set up the phone so it can be recording you when you do a routine and then listen back to it or even just some segments run a couple of comeback calls and then listen back to it and that when you listen back to it it gives you a little bit of time to take a break maybe take your guts out and put them back in see if you can get a little bit better tuning on it all of this is just going to keep improving you as a goose caller um also i guess i would be remiss if i did not mention if you are trying to learn some of the the technical notes, they're all based on fundamentals. Check out the Goose Tech app. The Goose Tech app is based on fundamental skill building for all calling levels. So if there's something that you can't do on a goose call, it's because there's a fundamental that you don't have perfectly mastered yet. So being able to find that fundamental, work just on that fundamental is a big deal. So I would have to recommend Goose Tech app. And if you want, also anybody who, um, reach out to me. I'm a great resource. Um, I like to work with people. I like to chat with people. We'll talk for five, 10 minutes on the phone and we'll get you going in the right direction. And I think that 
I think you will find that there's a lot of people out there like me that uh, would love for you, <laughs> would love to talk to you about your goose calling for a, a few minutes. These goose calling contests are a blast. <laughs> they're they are a lot of fun. Um, I've been doing them since I was 13 years old. But if we don't if we don't get guys involved in it, there is no goose calling contest for me to go have fun at. There's no duck calling contest event for me to go uh, with my buddies and get a hotel room and get all kinds of drunk and weird in some weird city if other people aren't involved. So there's always been a culture of inclusion. If you go on Facebook or the, it seems like, like there's a lot of quote unquote drama at contest. That's a load of shit. That's a load of shit that I've that people who went to a contest 11 years ago are saying online. And we all know that there's a couple loudmouths that are, that are online anyways. But who who doesn't do that once in a while, right? We all say stupid shit online, maybe that we shouldn't. If you show up at a calling contest, put yourself in a bullpen, shake hands with people. There ain't no drama. I've never had any problems with any of the guys that I've shared a bullpen with. We all share this passion. We all want to get better. You know, some guy walks off stage. The quickest way to, you know, get a guy to to know who you are, to be willing to help you, is you say, you did really good up there. My name is X. Hey, after this, would you mind working with me a little bit in the parking lot? You're going to get a yes out of these guys. So, anyways, I guess that covers all the bullet points on my goose calling contest and you know what we can just cut it there that's 23 minutes of uh of a podcast why don't we just cut it there reach out to me if you want any advice on goose calling goose calling contest duck calling now's the time to really get after it we're at the uh we're in the off season here so anyways thank you very much for tuning in this episode of the podcast has been brought to you by goose tech of course and um the nick johnson signature series goose call by pacific calls so until next week guys thank you very much for tuning in and uh shoot me any questions or anything else that i've left off and maybe we can cover them on the next episode too so thanks a lot catch you guys later